Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, let's see. I think Leah is back. Let's go to Leah. Hi. Yes. Hey, you're I'm back. back. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, like, I, I feel like a lot of things are settling and kind of clarifying for me and like just all that feeling in the body and stuff. But, like, I think I expected that I would just become unafraid of speaking publicly mm. before making myself do it, but that's not really the case. And so I'm <laughs> making myself do it. Yeah. I'm really happy you're doing it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Public speaking is not something that I think goes away for almost anybody until they actually do it and do it a good number of times. Um okay. Very yeah, I normal. Was, like, so hard on myself about it. Like, oh. what? What is like? What's the problem? Like, and look at everybody yeah. else do it. Like, you're very charismatic. You, you, like, I'm just telling you, you come across very charismatically. You're kind of a maybe a natural at it. So, um, I'm just giving that reflection. But even then, it still will feel like you'll make you a little nervous every time you do it for a while. And then, you know, if you if you choose to like do it on purpose, like a channel or something it takes some time, but after a while you start to feel rather natural with it and, um, enjoy it. And it opens up emotion, emotional spaces and changes the way you interact with people and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Are you interested in doing like something like uh, social media or anything? You know, like I don't know. And I think like, there's been so much fear around it that I'm just mm -hmm. like, like it doesn't feel good. So I have not been gravitating towards that, but I do love to help people and interact with people, but typically more on like one-on-one. -on -one. I see. And I do happen to be like with the Transcendental Meditation Organization started mm -hmm. up a consciousness advisor role, a whole new role. And it's like kind of utilizing vedic technologies and like maharishi stuff mm. and like forever i was having so much struggle with it because i'm like they're not like they don't totally get it <laughs> like you know there's a lot of that it was, mm -hmm. it was so hard for me i'm finally in a place where i'm like well whatever if they don't get it like i can still there's mm -hmm. a lot of beautiful knowledge there there's wonderful people Absolutely. in the organization and i can still talk to people and I can be mm -hmm. one of the people in the group that maybe understands it from a, you know, a little more experiential perspective. Yeah. Totally. But I don't know about social media. It's yeah. that, that still, it just, that sounds scary to me still. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm sure. Yeah. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Me, like use this to deal yeah. with my fear. <laughs> of course. Yeah, totally. What well, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, okay. So yesterday I was, invited to like a, it was like an awakening conference, right? I was a speaker at an awakening conference of a group of people I didn't know. And one of the people got on and she just kind of said like, listening to your talk really just freaked me out, you know, it scared me, you know, this kind of thing. And I was like, 
great. And she was like, what? You know, kind of like, what do you mean? How's that, you know, how's that good that I feel so scared? And I said, you're experiencing the emotion right now. That's that's better than anything that could happen. That's that's a really good reaction to what's going on. Let's explore the emotion right now. You know, I'm I'm more than happy with anybody even using this space or whatever to just explore their emotion body. And if the emotion body is fear or fear of embarrassment or humiliation, like that's great. We all have to address those. Like I've, I've had to address the fear of humiliation. I, in many ways, I've had to address the fear of embarrassment. And at some point they are not demons anymore. And then they kind of become like your friends, you know, they become, you kind of have this almost, it almost feels like a family, you know, emotions just are these energetic experiences and there's nothing afraid of them anymore. And it's just nice, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, it was nice to see you. Yeah, thank you. I've seen you before. I think you were on one time before, I feel like, but am I wrong? I've sp- I think I've spoken one yeah. time and it was like early on. Ah, ah. Like, I don't know, just everything like now. locked yeah. up. But I've been, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, following your stuff mm-hmm. since the first like Z-Dog interview. Yeah. So, and it was my intro into spirituality. Like mm-hmm. I was like atheist. Yeah. Yeah. How about TM? Did you do TM before that? Nope. After no. it was like, after. I, I worked, was working with your stuff, uh-huh. but like, couldn't sit still. I couldn't, couldn't be in yeah. stillness and quiet. And so I was just like Googling easiest meditations yep. and literally it was like within two weeks. Cause I felt like I just, I understood so much of what you were getting mm-hmm. at, but yep. I couldn't sit still yep. and having the combination of the two literally within two weeks, it was like, mm-hmm. awesome so much trauma Mm. in like so much trauma like being awake with that much trauma in the body was like super tough like Mm. to finally be where i'm at right now is so nice good good (laughs) yeah you know so i did tm i learned tm when i was 19 before awakening and i did for four years and i I loved it like Mm. it was you know i was only way to meditate i knew but it worked well and um i it was like the only time during the day, I did it twice a day, like they recommended, it was the only time during the day I actually felt like any kind of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I'm laughing, but it wasn't funny. That's how miserable I was. It was very nice. You know, it didn't wake me up necessarily, but it definitely cultivated the soil and, you know, it helped a lot. It called it the same as you, like it made me actually feel centered and grounded. And, you know, I could, I, I knew what it felt like that my body could actually be relaxed. My mind could be relaxed. I didn't even know it could be, you know, so it was, you know, I owe a lot to it. Yeah. 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 Same. It's just like, for me, it's, it's, it's a tool like any mm-hmm. other. Right. Yeah. But it, it worked for me when, mm-hmm. when nothing was really settling me down enough to like really get to the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Let me uh, maybe send me an email about what you do, like your position there. I, I actually had a conversation with the, the head of TM. Did you know that? I do know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So excited when you, yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't know who he was. I I knew his name, but I didn't realize that was his position until we started the interview. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. No, I know. Cause I saw you, I actually, I think they brought him up in one of your live Q and A's. And then you Mm -hmm. were like, Oh, I just had an interview with that guy actually. Mm -hmm. And there was like questioning whether he was going to post it because Ah. There's maybe some conflicting, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really remember the conversation exactly. He was a very nice guy. And we, yeah, it was good. It was a good conversation. We were kind of like, 
two different schools of the way we think about awakening enlightenment and stuff. We were kind of trying to like weave them together a little bit. That's what it felt like, but it's been a while since we had the conversation. So. Yeah, exactly. He really is like to any, my experiences with him and I've been mm -hmm. learning like underneath him in the, in class and like, mm -hmm. he seems wonderful and the organization yeah. seems great, but yeah, there's just a lot of, you know, it's that kind of like focused on this being the, I don't know. I don't want to get into that too no, much. No, I understand. I totally get it. Yeah, but yeah. your your guys's conversation went great, mm -hmm. and I just think it's such a great opportunity for people in the organization to get more direct access to like. Mm -hmm. There's the you know poetically speaking about enlightenment, and then mm -hmm. they're just like getting to yeah, like, yeah what the real getting after getting after the identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I just feel like you gave. TM people so much access to that because they'll trust you after that interview. I don't know. I was very Good. excited. Yeah. Awesome. I was glad I touched base with you. I I know I know your name because I see you frequently and I see you here, but I I didn't know. I didn't make all those connections. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Let me know how things are going and about that position. Maybe we can have a conversation about it or something at some point. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. All right. Who we got? Sarah. Hello, can you hear me? I sure can. Awesome. So I'm just going to piggyback on everybody else has been sitting with nerves today before they spoke, but um, really just wanted to kind of share a little bit about where I'm at in my practice and just see if um, either of you had any reflections or um, pointers or what you saw. So, um, so it's been more of a sort of spontaneous practice, I would say. I've had periods where I meditation was more regular but I, I feel like currently it's a little bit more of jogging um without any kind of distraction and just trying to be present and aware and open um and in presence um or it's walking and just kind of sitting with how am I not separate um and then I've also been doing some like inquiry with um liberation unleashed where they're kind of asking these questions about self and the nature of self and just really reflecting on that and sitting with some of the practices and stuff. Um, and there's been a lot of just emotion, like really deep, intense emotion that's come up that I've uh, just been really been sitting with and just making space for. And I've had some really pretty profound sort of mystical experiences in meditation and outside of meditation. Um, so Oh, and then another thing that I wanted to share was the one thing I haven't really experienced is the concept that you talk about a lot with a fear barrier and sitting with a fear barrier and coming up against it. And for, for whatever reason, that hasn't been part of my experience. And so I've sometimes in meditation tried to sit with um, like, what do I need to see? Or um, what am I afraid of? Or what do I not want to see? Those kind of questions, just kind of seeing what arises. Um, and it hasn't been too effective but um but yeah so that's kind of um where i'm at right now with this <laughs> so all right uh vivi you want to start or you want me to start you can start okay <laughs> um so uh first i'll just address the simple uh, issue of the the fear barrier i i really say that just because when some people come up against it. It's fair. It's like surprising. 
how much fear can come out of nowhere when you really start to just let go, let go of thought, let go of the separate seeming self and so forth. Um, but I always try to say it, it's different for everyone. You may not come into contact with like a very intense wall of fear or something at any given point. At some point, you will probably feel some kind of existential fear because it, I don't know how you would get through all of this without that, but, um, but it, it doesn't have to be right now at all. So I wouldn't use that as a litmus test of like how things are going for sure. Um, it's just, if it comes, it's okay. That's, that's kind of the message there. Um, overall, like your, your, your overall description of what's going on sounds good to me. I mean, it sounds like you, you know, there's a lot of heart here. There's a lot of in, interest in the process and interest in actually inquiring. Um, I get a little sense of, I, I could be just off on this and maybe you can reflect back to me. I get a sense of like a little bit of, I don't want to say not focused, but like, like there's, I almost feel like there's something you want to ask yourself or you want to, there's a place you want to look that you're not quite looking. Um, or there's a, I want, I'm, I'm inclined to ask you, what is this really about for you? And this just may be my intuition. And you may say that doesn't make sense, but that's what I sense from hearing you speak. There's like, there's like one place you're not looking or not wanting to look. Maybe does that, does that resonate at all? Or am I off? I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of fear that has been coming up around this process has been, um, cause there's been a lot of like, I feel like identity that's been shut a lot of self. Like I, I feel really unstable a lot of the time because I don't feel grounded. Like, it's, oh, so it's scary. It's, um, it's me. Well, that's scary in the sense of just like not feeling like myself, mm-hmm. um, like things feeling really unfamiliar. Like life just feels really unfamiliar. Um, mm-hmm. But then some fear comes in like myself in relation to other people and interactions with other people and how to do that. So, um, so there's, um, so yeah, there's, there's some of that. So there, I think, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that is now. So that's, that's what I think I was feeling. There's like a, there's a discord between saying that there's no fear barrier, but you're feeling fear. Like, I think you're, I think right. maybe you're not fully comfortable with fear. I, that's probably, I mean, that's probably true. Um, and I think, yes, there's fear, but you know, it, you know, you read the descriptions and stuff. And so you have these ideas of in meditation, there's a fear barrier or you, you hit this one question, you know, so it's um, mm. it, definitely there's discomfort for sure. And there's a lot of just um, un- discomfort in just the, yeah, just the loss of identity of these things that you've taken yourself to be that are either not there anymore or just mm. releasing. Um, yeah. So, do you want to, do you want to um, explore the fear directly? The sensations at least? You don't even have to call it fear, just the sensations in your body. That's where I want to point you. Like, where do you feel it? Right. Right. You know, um, yeah, baby. Um, so it, it, I love I, your, I love the sound so, of your little one. <laughs> yeah, this, this is Carol. Just let her be. This is so Willow. Cute. Um, uh, 
so a lot of times the deep, the deepest, most intense is in my solar plexus. And so I, I have these just kind of, you know, um, just like sitting with that because it, it feels deep and it feels intense. Um, and so if we sit um, with that, if we sit with that now and just feel completely feel it and just, we'll just take away, we'll just set the word deep aside for a moment and just feel it. And we'll take the, the word intense and just set it aside. We're not getting rid of it. You can have it back later. We'll set intense aside and just feel, does that even have a center? Does it have a boundary? Does it, is it, do you have to actually hold that sensation or is that sensation the whole entire room right now? We're, I'm going to take away your, your responsibility of having to hold that sensation and just let the sensation be what it is. Just let it completely be exactly what it is. You don't have to manage it. It's not your responsibility. You didn't cause it. You don't need to fix it. It includes everything. It's all inclusive. It's totally self-managing. It's okay, just like it is, that sensation. So let's just feel it together. I can feel it in you. I can feel it as you and her. It's the whole thing. It's all of it. It's all of this. It's all of us. It's everyone listening. You don't have to contain that. It's everything. And she can feel it. Look at look how calm she is. It's everything. It's it's totally, totally managing itself. So you're off the hook. Isn't that beautiful? It's interesting. Yesterday on the call with um Josh, and there was a woman that was talking about going to the retreat. And you were telling her that she doesn't have to manage all of it. It just hit so deeply for me. It just yeah. um just not having to not having to manage it. Your your your, um, your instincts will take you where you need to go. I mean, you you love this, and I see you you have this little one, and that's like everything, of course. That you're all, you have to take care of all of her needs and all that, and you love her so much. Of course, you do. We all do now, <laughs> and that's beautiful. <laughs> your instincts are going to guide that. Your instincts aren't going to go away, and and your instincts are in alignment with the entire cosmos. That's not going anywhere. You're you're safe. This is a safe. This is a safe space always. And you don't have, what you don't have to manage is the sensations. They're okay. The sensations. Yeah. And when you, when you don't have to manage yeah. those sensations, you won't shoot up into your head and then you won't be in the world of thought. When you're in the world of thought, it's, yeah. it's an endless management project that just never feels good. Hi. So cute. So cute. So cute. Here. Oh, hey, look. Hey, Willow, what's that? Yeah, what puppy. do you see? Is your doggy? Doggy. Puppy. <laughs> Kimura. Hi, Willow. Hi. Like, how does that dog know me? <laughs> what do you have? Oh my gosh. So cute. Tape. Perfect. Oh. <sighs> Thank you. You're welcome. Feel better? You have access to that. You have access to that all the time. You know, the the, the management, how do I say this? In a, in a simple way, you can just take away from this. And you can rewatch this will help. But the management, if you're trying to manage at the wrong level, there's no wrong really. But if you're trying to manage at a level where it's not going to, it's not, the, the issue isn't there, then it feels really discordant. So if you're trying to manage the level of thought, you're, 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 you're in a losing war. You'll never win the war. Right. You're in a war of thoughts. You'll never win the war. 
the world will be made out of thoughts and you'll think you'll think it's the world. When you get down into the emotion body, you'll start to yeah. see those intense barriers. And the barriers will be things like, this is too intense. This is too heavy. I can't yeah. handle it. They're just little sentinels of, of barrier that say like, they're kind of trying to say, are you sure you want to go down here? Then you just have to say, yes, I am. I want to, I'm going to go down into that. Once you're in the sensation field, you're okay. You you can, you don't have yeah. to manage it. It manages itself. And that's where the money is. Right. That's where, that's where all these other layers of struggle are kind of emanating from. But up here, there will always be struggle down here. You can find silence. You can find deep, deep peace. Don't worry about there's me or no me or self or no self or what's going to happen later. You don't have to worry about that here because here is peaceful and 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 placid and calm, eternally right. calm. Um, that makes sense. I do feel like that has been um, what's been shown to me is just that that being with this sensation experience has kind of feels like my kind of um, access or my like kind of yep. gateway or something. It's just being with the sensation is kind yep. of yeah. And and in a way to. Yeah. So there's a famous um, story of Buddha when when Buddha was being challenged under the Bodhi tree and his one of his final challenges, um, his answer was basically to put his hand on the earth and that was the the earth was the witness, and you you that's that's not just an allegory and it's not something that just happened 2,500 years ago. It's happening right now. When you feel that sensation, feel your contact point with anything you're touching, all that, that's the world you know, with your daughter, with the couch, with your feet, with the floor, that sensation is also part of this sensation and it stabilizes it. It stabilizes it outward into all sensation, into the every vision, every sense field that, that you can follow that into all sense fields. That's the state. That's the stability. And the stability is profound. The stability of mind is nothing. It just, it's never stable. It's just always ch thought chasing thought. You'll never win that war right down here it's it's there's stability there's a deep stability in the silence and the peace and you have access to that and you don't have to manage it that's the beauty of it and you can do it any time of the day you can do it while you're holding your daughter playing with your daughter while you're sleeping while you're waking up taking a shower you know you don't have to have a special time to do this it's always here just keep touching into it yeah awesome thank you you're so welcome Vivi. you want to say anything Um, well, I just love the story about Buddha that uh, Angela just shared, and I've definitely had that type of uh, moments when I was literally doing that, and uh, because of the intensity of the sensation and emotion, and yeah, fear, fear is really can show up like super intense, but it also passes through very quickly if there is just a total relaxation and zero distance into it like it's just pure aliveness for a moment and uh, and there is this capacity in the body like this stillness in the core of the body to uh, navigate through all of these emotions and uh, somatic sensations so just trusting that capacity of the body just almost like unconditionally it's like a way of surrender that you yeah. know that you can just tell yourself like that i i have my body knows how to move through this experience and i don't need to understand it only thing i need is to fully surrender into it and feel it in its fullness without holding myself apart from it so Bye. awesome thank Bye. you still you're doing that 
Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was very nice sharing. Hmm. Okay, where are we at? Uh, Katrina. Hey, can y'all see me? Yep. I'm pulling over. I've been on the road for the last five hours. <laughs> um, so it's very nice to meet you both. Thank you for your time. Um, so I got it. I got into this um, probably. Um, it kind of, I kind of stumbled across it through Joe Dispenza. Are you familiar? Angelo yeah, with Joe? I, I know. I know who he is, but I, I haven't okay. uh, like that read, read my, his stuff. Okay, so that was my entry point, right? And that's how I got into it. And it blew me away. It literally was um, mind blowing when I, I knew, cause I've always known there was more than what I had grown up, you know, learning from the, the Christian um, Pentecostal realm, to be honest. <laughs> so um, then over the next few years, I noticed everything kind of fell away. Um, so I got so pumped and I just killed it. I just went all in, right? And at this time, we had moved to St. Pete, Florida. Um, I'm now I'm back in Tallahassee, Florida, but I'd moved down there because that was my dream because I grew up fishing. So I just wanted to die on a boat fishing, right? So we moved down there and I got involved with it and everything started changing. And it's almost like all of a sudden anger that I used to have and I think it was just because I grew up fighting a lot so that was just it was actually fun it wasn't like a you know that's just the way it was <laughs> <laughs> you know and so you just learn that you're always on trigger you know and so that that calmed down tremendously uh judgment um have no interest in tv no interest in politics um, lost my interest for fishing, <laughs> lost my total interest. Um, now I don't know why I just know it's gone. Um, materialistic stuff gone. So it's like, other than my job and my spouse, um, and I live on YouTube, I, there's about 10 or 15 of you that I read and listen to. And every now and then I'll come across someone different. And, um, so I'm at the point where, the last thing is to go inward, right? I've done everything but go inward. And I'm really tired of, of seeking, to be honest. But I think the I think the question is, and I think I haven't wanted to go inward because it's weird when it's on your own, when you're doing it yourself and, and you're responsible for it. You're like, because the questions come up and I know their thoughts, right? I, I, I get that. But I know that's really the only way in. And then I've tried um, where you, like sometimes inquiry, I, I struggle with that. So I try to focus on what makes me feel alive and focus on that aliveness. But unfortunately I have so much pain that that's really what I feel is the pain. So I actually just focus on the pain. So is that, have you ever come across that? Is that, I mean, is that is that the way to do it if I struggle with inquiry to focus on you know again I can tell that I'm alive and I can feel that I guess presence because you really can't pinpoint it but for me it's it's more pain than it is the presence 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you, do it's you pretty miserable to be in this spot. <laughs> yeah. To be I in this place. Because everything's gone. Everything's gone. Yeah. Vivi, do you have anything? Um, yeah, I just feel yeah, I feel to ask, like, like, is it like physical pain or is it yes. is yeah, purely yes. physical pain? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh no, I I lost. Last <laughs> okay, Mitch. <laughs> um. Well, what what I feel what I feel with with the pain is is really just this compassion, compassion and love, love for the experience. It's it's. Uh, because it really puts us into that place where where there's nothing we we can we can do and 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 kind of uh, helplessness and humbleness with 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 that and and uh, I feel it's 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 like an invitation to just uh, offer offer just a lot of uh, self compassion and uh, do the inquiry somehow uh, very much. Uh, infused by by that type of uh, like loving loving kindness because the pain can really um, well it takes a lot of attention and uh, yeah it does it sure does yeah so there may be investigating ways how how would it be possible to soften into it at least a little bit more and a little bit more and maybe there is uh, wisdom also in in it that can be inquired into and uh, mm, but not trying to force anything I wouldn't try to force anything yeah okay thanks thanks for your question yeah Yeah, I agree. You know, you have to be really gentle here um, and compassionate with yourself. Uh, you can inquire into it to some degree, though. You know, you can you can see um, w once you come into contact with it. You know, if you if you're able to really come into contact with it, feel what's actually happening without a lot of narrative or maybe even a, hopefully not a lot of resistance. But even if there's resistance, come into contact with the resistance and be accepting of that. Understand that it's it's kind of natural to want to resist pain. Um, and so feel all of those spaces or all those aspects of your experience as directly as you can. Um, you can inquire though and say, Hey, is there something this pain is actually trying to tell me and just very open-ended and give it time, like give it space. Um, and then the just answer, sit quiet. Oh yeah. I, I mean, the answer may not come that day may not come that week, but it may come and it may not come in a, in a, in a mental formation or formulation, sure. it, it may come in something changes in your life or something very obvious happens in your life. I don't know. But a lot of times when we have a lot of pain, there's also, there's something else associated with it, an emotional experience, something we want to address in a different part of our life or something, not always, but it could be something like that. Um, for if physical you just, pain? Physical pain. Okay. Physical pain, for sure. I've had it. Okay. I've had it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like it. I know it doesn't, if it feels very non, non-narrative, it doesn't feel like it has a story or, but if you, but you can actually ask any physical experience in the body, you can ask it for guidance. You can say, Hey, 
if there's something I should be seeing here that I'm not, or something I should be addressing that I'm not anywhere in my life, in my emotion body, anywhere, um, I'm open to, I'm open to, to, to seeing that I'm open to that information. You can ask it in that space and see what happens. Um, I know this sounds maybe a little, uh, ephemeral or something, but I've had people have very profound experiences by doing this kind of thing. Um, the other thing you can do just as a practical measure is consider TRE. Have you tried that at all? No, I've, I've just got introduced to it. Actually, someone on your, your, that you interviewed, um, I watched um, part of it. And so that was the first time I'd heard of, heard about yeah. it, but yes. So, okay. so I can tell you I've had, I've known several people personally and had many people since I started talking about it and interviewing people about it that have had significant changes in their, their sort of pain, like dramatic, dramatic, like dropping of the amount of chronic pain they have. Chris Guimond, she's one of the, the first person I interviewed about um, that, that mentioned TRE. I interviewed her about awakening, but um, she had sev pretty severe jaw T TMJ type stuff where she was going to have like, sur she was going to have like a pretty, pretty radical experimental surgery because she had tried everything else. It wasn't working. And TRE completely cured it. Like she doesn't have jaw pain anymore from it. And she said, it didn't make any sense to me. I have no idea why it worked. And it took me a long time in retrospect to see how the tension in the body could be connected all the way up to here. But, you know, so, um, so there are people who had some pretty dramatic, um, releases from TRE of, of pain and stuff like that. It's free. It's easy to do. It's, certainly not going to hurt you. Um, it's worthwhile to try. And it's, it's a, something very simple. You can do it, you know, for 10 minutes a day or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And now, and now, okay. Thanks, Angelo. What, uh, and outside of that, um, if really outside of going inward, there's, and trying to figure that out on my, not figure it out, but, um, trying to find that spot, you know, it's almost like every, it's like you dropped everything and there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard. It's really mm -hmm. hard. Yeah, I can tell there's been a lot of that attrition in your life, a lot of, you know, clearing, clearing space. And that clearing space can happen before awakening, after awakening, you know, happens throughout. Um, but it's okay. You know, uh, it, it's always making room for something more real. Nothing that's yeah. nothing that's real goes away. What goes away is a bunch of illusion, actually, and and sometimes a bunch of bad habits and distractions and all that. They, they tend to fall away, and that's okay. Um, sometimes there's a gap, and it's not always obvious what 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 is coming or what is going to clarify in your experience, but it will. Uh, and with that dropping away, there's a lot of grief, and that has to be acknowledged as well. And that could be that could be part of the the pain cycle as well. Um, there's a lot of grief that goes with this process because even though it is illusions we're letting go of. To the, to the degree that we're identified with those illusions, it feels like a lot of loss and the body yeah. mind interprets it that way. And so it's okay, but you'll, you'll likely feel a lot of grief. And some people are really without noticing it, they really tend to repress sadness or grief. Other people are much yeah. more comfortable with it, but just know that that's, that's very normal as well here. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty rough, but you can't go back. You know, you're stuck. <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't turn around. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're so welcome. Stay in touch. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Rose. Hello. Um, 
Um, I uh, I just I a few people that were on here, uh, Ray, and then uh, you know, um, and Sarah. I kind of Amir. I I kind of relate to some of what they're going through. I think um, the reason why I raised my hand was because I just um, and I am doing some TRE. I'm actually working with Miss Chris. Um, but um you know i'm just finding that part where i am i think and if, if there's a process where i am and this is just um you know really starting to like find my way into what my emotions are within my body when they start to have you know some kind of like i've, I've always had this unsettledness uh i think anger is probably the emotion that i have the dance with <laughs> the most um but um a lot of times accompanied with that have been the thoughts. And I was listening to one of your non-barrel uh, with Eshwar. And he said something that really just kind of was like, oh, okay. Um, he said that, you know, that's your gateway in, you know, your thought, if, whatever thought you're having is your gateway back into the body. Cause I've been kind of struggling and I apologize. My toddler's here listening to the sound book. All good. Um, but, um, you know, I think I was struggling a little bit with the with the anger, you know, it gets really kind of caught up in my body. And I do a lot. I didn't realize I was, you know, distracting myself from it. So I think what I'm getting um, from some of the other um, speakers was that that is that is what it is. That is what you need to do is to just allow that sensation within and then just and sit with it. Let it be there in the body. Yeah. And it's it, really hard <laughs> it's it's really hard very uncomfortable CRE yeah. is helping some of my physical uh pain um so yes definitely investigate the TRE <laughs> um but uh but yeah in between um you know it's you know the the mind is still not as settled I guess as I'm, I'm, I'm there's a little impatience there yeah so just anything that you can uh, yeah, you, you're, there, you're investigating it very nicely. Like impatience is quite tied to anger, disappointment tied to anger. Um, get to know anger, understand it. First of all, you're already at the at the maturity level where you can feel it without acting out on it, or at least sometimes you can, obviously, because you're talking about it that way, and that's great. You can also let it let it move through your body in a way that's not like acting out, but it is movement. So try, try something like intuitive movement, intuitive dance, see if that works. TRE is going to help unload this a lot. I know it sounds funny, but like a dancer would tell you that, that this makes a lot of sense to them. Are you a dancer? I actually taught Zumba for a long time. I don't awesome. know if anyone is on here, but that's the one thing that I've actually, you know, through some of my most recent experience, I've kind of pulled away um, mm. and retreat back from community so when leah was talking about i'm so uncomfortable talking in front of people i was like i don't relate to that at all <laughs> i can talk in front of all y'all i could sing in front of all y'all i could we can all shake it together and that's all right yeah. but this anger though it's like i i you know it's I mean, hard maybe maybe consider because your body knows what dance is consider like not zumba but just your own thing when you're by yourself not in front of anybody see if you can see how that body wants to move with that anger like it may want to vocalize it may just want to move but you know do that intuitive stuff i would okay. i would consider trying it you might be really surprised um but okay. i think the, the tre is going to really help and it, it just takes some time um i've only had we've only been working at it for two weeks together we've had two sessions together and in between um you know She's given me a, a specific dose um, yeah. of, of a prescription, if you will, of it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I do know, I do notice that at least I'm able to connect to the physical sensation within, which I couldn't mm -hmm. do before because I was yeah. too caught up in the thought and I'd just take off with it. But now I'm able to catch up and actually say, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little angry right now. So I'm going to just yeah. go over here. And totally. And that, and that that's like, I want you to congratulate yourself for that seriously, because Anger becomes destructive when you don't know it's anger. That's when it's destructive. When you get in your head, you you avoid and it builds up and then it comes out unconsciously in the totally inappropriate situation or whatever, or or in a in an unnecessarily escalated situation. So um, so the fact that you're addressing it is wonderful and it's great. And make a study of it. Really start to feel like what what is this actually about? You know? Um, the other thing I would suggest or just consider, I did an interview with Kevin Shanalek about the fetters. There's one called Fetter Four and Five. And it's, it's about reactivity and it's, it's a very specific thing he teaches us to do there. And I would recommend just looking into it because it's really okay. interesting. I, I, I reflect on this a lot in, in a lot of settings. Um, basically what it is, is you look at what it is that causes you to be triggered, what it, what makes you react or want to react. And what we usually find is it's a very simple thing. We want someone to do something and they didn't, they didn't do what we wanted. As simple as it is, that's usually what it is, some version of. I wanted that person to not cut me off and they did, or I wanted that person to drive like a, like I expect them to drive, but they didn't do that. And that makes me mad. And if you, the more you look at that, the more you realize like, but do I actually have to get mad about that? Do I actually right. have to react? And, and what is the cost of reacting? Because reacting only really hurts me or and those around me, but it doesn't actually change anything about reality. And you finally start to see like, oh, I don't actually have to react, you know, and, and just, just the noticing of it is the work. You don't have to force anything. Don't add force to any of this. It's really just about curiosity and, and you trust that it's okay to be curious about all this, because a lot of times there's a tie between anger and fear. We're actually afraid of our own anger or we're afraid of losing control. And that triggers our anger. So no, I'm giving you permission to look at all of this and be very curious and make a study of it because that's what you're called to do in this life for whatever reason. And, and you you may know fear better than anybody when you're done with this. When you get through this, you may be able to, may be able, may be able to help people who have terrible problems with anger that are very destructive. You may be able to say this to them in a way that no one else can. So, so there's a huge value to doing this, to looking into this, really. You have the capacity for this. Uh, and I want to know how it goes for you. All right, and I'll, I'll I'll keep you updated. Wonderful, very cool. Vivi may have some things to say as well. My daughter's yes. name is Vivi too. <laughs> no way, that's yeah. cool. Uh, but only one one V I V I. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Um, well, the only thing that comes up for me, just to add, and I don't know if this is relevant for you, but um, anger also has got to do with boundaries. So that's also good to just notice that association. So if there has been any boundary violation and the body is still carrying the memory of that, that type of like unresolved experience. So the anger can arise sometimes when something similar, something that reminds reminds those situations uh, arises in the present moment and and then it's just about like recognizing that that's what it's about and uh, it's it's actually a very healthy uh, energy like in in that way that we have like healthy boundaries at, at the human human level and are able to recognize them and have them in a fluid fluid way of course like not in a rigid way but 
um yeah that's just some one one thing that came up for me generally i find with the anger that it's really great if if um uh, if there's like possibility to alter alternate like with the, the expression like to find a way how to move with it like like Angela gets it with the dance or intuitive movement or voice or some kind of like outer expression and exploration and then to drop into complete stillness and just silence and sit and then feel it in that type of way and just completely just uh, kind of not not react to it just feel how it feels in the body and to alternate between those two ways of investigation and inquiry so can be can be powerful thank you yes exactly what i was hoping for from both of you thank you both i appreciate it you're welcome i have one other thing to add and i will second what she said second third and fourth about the boundary stuff and, and that's 100 what it is um what anger is about and so it is a healthy emotion um the other thing I'll just suggest, have you seen the movie, the documentary, The Work? Yes, I actually just, I, I had to buy it on time because I didn't want to run it. I was like, I know I'm going to see it again. So yes, I did. And yeah, yes, so, it, it, it did start changing the way I kind of was yeah. seeing and interacting with my daughter. Like just, you know, yeah, okay. You know, she's everywhere. She's never still, only when she's sleeping. Like I have to be constantly, constantly moving. And when I have this really this this deep desire to want to sit still but i can't like i have to get up and stop her from climbing the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so. well it's true i mean it's and it's really important to, <laughs> that, that we acknowledge that children will trigger all of our emotions including frustration and anger all of it and that's that's it you know having healthy you know outlets and being able to investigate the, the, and all of it um you know that's all very important stuff but it's also just important to recognize like it's it's the probably the most challenging thing in adult can put themselves into is the experience of being the primary caretaker for a child. It, it, it's very challenging emotionally in a lot of ways. And that's, that's normal. It's okay. Um, what I was going to say about the work is I also did an interview with the executive producer, Dr. James McCleary. Did you see that? Okay. Um, those guys, he was talking about this a lot in prison. People, those guys had so much anger to start with because they had so many boundary violations. They had to get through these layer after layer of anger to start even. Um, so the, what I was going to say is they have, they do have an, um, it's called outside circle. It's a circling group you can do online. And I think it's cheap or free. I did it once. It was awesome. And it was, um, Rick Meisner, who's in the movie. He usually facilitates it and you can get on and do that if you want. I think it's like Tuesday nights or something. I would oh, give right, it a right. shot. Those, cause those guys know how to circle, you know, they know how to get to the bottom of anything and, you know, it's, it's something to consider. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Miss Amy, thank you. You're very welcome. Good luck. Peter, what's up, man? Um, I don't know if this is as much a question as a comment, but I I watch a lot of your videos. Um Whenever I have spare time, I always try to search your videos. And of course, a lot of them go through a complete explanation of maybe what to expect, where you talk about things approaching awakening and the fear. I think you froze, or did I freeze? 
It'd be all threes. Looks like he froze. The rest of us are moving. Okay. I don't know if you can hear me, um, Peter, but I'm... Oh, there you're back. You're back. Oh, sorry. And so I find that somewhat discouraging. Um, I don't really feel active fear um, in those, but, but I am attracted to listening to them, even though they're discouraging. Um, <laughs> and just to give you a little background, I don't know if you remember, I'm a stage four colon cancer. And um, I, I did try uh, TRE with Chris for a couple of months, and I didn't feel that it um, made too much of a difference for me. But I have found that over the months and last couple of years, my reactivity has gone way, way down. And, and I've kind of learned to accept that this is the body and this is the life that I've been dropped into. And, um, you know, this is what it is. Um, but like Sarah, um, I haven't consciously felt you know, that, that I'm encountering the fear barrier, um, even though I think that I probably should be pretty fucking afraid. I don't know if there's a question there, but you do you when you say that, um, do you, why do you think you should feel afraid? Um, well, the fear of death seems to be lurking in the background somewhere. And um, it, you know, I feel like I don't feel it consciously, but I, I just, I feel like that's a part of, a part of maybe why I should be afraid. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> maybe you're not. I, I don't know. But when you say it feels like it's lurking in the background, or it seems like it's lurking in the background, I think that's probably some good intuition. Um, it's something to consider. Something to consider would be really sit and ask yourself, like, what am I really afraid of? Like, if I were, you know, if this were, if this would end tomorrow, what is the, what is the concern there? What is the fear? What am I going to lose? What do I not want to lose? You know, those kinds of questions may, may be able to drop you into that experience. Well, intellectually, <clears throat> I I know I'm not losing anything, mm -hmm. but I need I need that to be a more visceral realization. Yeah. Have you seen the movie The Grief Walker? No. It's a documentary about somebody um, who works with people in hospice situations, um, people who are, die who are dying. And he's a very interesting, very enigmatic guy. Um, he's a Harvard-trained... I don't know, they're a um, social worker, I think, or something, but he goes and works with people in hospitals and families who are having trouble letting go of sometimes when children are dying, things like like really challenging situations. But it has a lot of, it does have a lot of wisdom in it, I think as well. And he does as well. Something to just consider. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel I could be wrong. I feel the little, I feel a disconnect between the, the intellect and the emotion body a little bit. Um, and I think that I think your intuition is pointing you there based on what you're saying. Uh, you know, how to access 
how to access fear or what I'm really feeling at any given moment. It, you might spend time asking yourself, you know, what am I feeling here? And it may be very subtle, it may not be fear, it may just be, I don't know, disappointment, anticipation, um, frustration. You did describe one thing, and that was, did you say, um, you didn't say frustration when you watch my videos, when you see the maps, would you describe it as? Uh, discouraging. Discouraging. Why is it discouraging? Um, because it's almost as if you're saying, um, I know you, I know what you're obviously trying to do is to prepare people for what they might encounter, but some part of me is accepting it as, um, um, you know, this is terrible. Don't go here. Hmm. Is the this is terrible? Don't go here. Is that about physical death, or is that about this spirituality stuff? Um, it's about awakening. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the surface, as I said, I I don't feel fearful. I I I. In fact, I feel like I welcome. Um, this process and and i and i look forward to it in every way i can you know i i it doesn't discourage me i don't want to run away mm. you know? it's not that kind of discouragement yeah and it makes me want to work even harder well that that's the rub though right because when i tell you what does it make you feel when i tell you it's right here though you're, you, it's not somewhere else that you're going to experience it. How does that feel to hear that? Does it like, do you not believe it? Or does the mind grab a hold of that somehow? Or how does that hit? I totally believe it. And, um, and I can feel it. Um, you know, a lot of times when I sit, I, I mean, I can feel that this is all there is, but then mm. there's a part of me wondering if it's if it's something different than what i'm feeling okay that part that's wondering if it's different what is what do you call that doubt yes and that's a thought it's only a thought right that's all it is that's all it ever will be i could reassure you 150,000 times but that doubt thought you you either believe it or you don't <laughs> You gotta stop yeah. believing those doubts. Yeah, well, it it wavers. I mean, there's times when when I can definitely feel um, what what's going on at any moment, um, but I still have never really felt. Um, I mean, I still hold hold on to uh, some sense of a separate self. Mm. Is that? when you say you hold on to some sense of a separate self, where is that in your experience right now? What is that? What is the nature of that statement? I don't know what it is. I <clears throat> I can't identify it. Um, it sounds like a thought to me. I'll be honest. It is for sure. It's a thought. It's a thought. 
Yeah, I have no doubt of that. There's no one holding on to that. There's no one holding on to anything. It's not happening. There's a whole lot here not happening. I'm just wasting my energy <laughs> dwelling on the, on that. Maybe a little bit, but it's just what's happening anyway. It's the attention just gets sucked into those thoughts sometimes, but that's not happening to somebody. That's the key is whether there's a thought or not, whether a thought feels more poignant in the moment or it's just a passing fluctuation in consciousness, that is not happening to anyone. There's no one that's happening to. That's and the only so thing that would deny that would be a thought. Right. It's all part of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot more clarity than you, you're giving yourself credit for, conventionally speaking. <laughs> Maybe. Expectations. I mean, really, some of this stuff is just clearing out some of these old thoughts, the expectations and the and the doubts. And they're tied to one another. The doubt doesn't feel good, so I'm going to go grab an expectation. Right? Mm -hmm. But they're all thoughts. And there's no one grabbing. <laughs> That's what I really think. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're right. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. You're there, man. Let's see if Vivi has anything to say. Um. Well, what, what caught my ear was when you said that you like want to have it viscerally, like this uh, felt sense of knowing of your real nature. So um, can you like talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, because, um, you know, we're always, I mean, Angelo and I mean, Josh and others always talk about, um, about, getting in touch with what you're actually feeling how does that how does that translate into what your body is telling you what feedback are you getting back and and i feel like um like i'm not getting a full response from my body a lot of times mm -hmm. And you, do you feel that it's uh, clear for you, the sense of like, uh, just like the sense of uh, undivided nature of your true nature, like uh, just the presence and uh, beingness, even if it's not necessarily felt in the body at this always, but it's still, it has a kind of uh, clarity. Yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel like I can... Um, um, be in, in whatever kind of awareness I'm, I'm in at the time. I feel like, um, like, I don't know how to describe it, like I, like I am my world or whatever. Um, I can feel that, um, mm -hmm. yeah, when I sit with it. Yeah. Like I would just continue like abiding as that in however way that it, uh, you know, manifests in, in your experience and, uh, and just keep doing that. It's really very simple. There's nothing else to do than just to abide as, as, uh, as the presence. 
and uh, and that will deepen eventually into a very viscerally felt uh, um well it's not an experience but like moment by moment living from that and 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 then death it's it's just like changing clothes from the point of view of eternity it's just like changing clothes and but but what really fulfills is to feel it in that type of visceral way but uh it it will drop there yeah yeah i think maybe sometimes i'm looking for more experience um looking for that to show as as experiential and and so i feel like i'm miss, maybe missing something okay when it's really all here and i'm just not paying attention yeah well i mean you said it there yeah there's no need to look for any kind of experiences for some people they show up and for others they don't necessarily show up that type of traumatic experiences it, it really doesn't matter they are just byproducts and what what actually matters is that very kind of neutral moment by moment uh, which doesn't have any qualities to it that uh, deeper truth of what you are and it's it's there like so immediately it's just like right here right now it's just perfectly yeah. it i hear you yeah. thank you for that thank you thank you peter thank you angelo thank so, yeah my pleasure and you know she just she just covered it you know and i think we drilled down to it it's like it comes it comes down to expectations an expectation is nothing but a passing thought it doesn't mean anything you know I, I you do what you want, but you probably don't need to watch a bunch of videos anymore and stuff like just abide in that. It's right there. It will deepen to the degree it needs to. But yeah, if we if we if we compare our experience to anything we've heard or seen before, it's just doubt. It's just a form of doubt. It's a thought. Yeah. Thank cool. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Vivi, thank you so much. You were awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Angelo. No, it's, this was great. Yeah, it's I been love fun. Here. We'll have you Same. back. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And we ended with two hands up. One was Rachel, one was Brian. Remind me next month, we will start with Rachel and Brian, if you're here. Um, and that's it. Thank you all so much. Thank you for all your wonderful questions and everybody's lovely presence. And bringing the kids was fun. And all of your honesty, vulnerability, it was just a blast. So thank you all. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome.